Hey friend, we just wanted to pop over and remind you of all of the freebies that we have on our website at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. There are quite a few on there. They work for buyers and sellers, for your business, all different things you might need and all for free. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, which one is your favorite? My favorite freebie is the due diligence checklist. Oh, that's a good one and Mm -hmm. so impactful for your buyers. Mm -hmm. It's a great email template. It's a really good one. Uh, My favorite is probably staging checklist. Mm -hmm. I want my sellers to have those houses looking good. Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. I remember my first meeting with both of them. I said, I know what I need, but I'm not good at like telling Telling you. Right. So so I'm sorry in advance. (laughs) Hi y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hi, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. This is episode 81. Perfect. Awesome. And, um, we're going to talk about, is it time for an assistant? Yes. Or maybe just some, we're going to, we're going to let see what happens. We're going to give our disclaimer because okay. we, this is our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> hey people, guess what? This is our podcast. And we are solo agents. We're just solo agents. And in the past, Anytime we have said anything about why we enjoy being solo agents, agree, we get some messages. Uh huh. And we are not against teams. Nope. We just are not on a team. I would like to say the mission of the podcast is to help you find your way in business. Right. So our way is solo agents. We just, that's what we are with an occasional assistant. Yeah. Um, we are not. <laughs> And I think what I wanted to make sure that we said, what I think is true for both of us is for the same reason we're not looking to become brokers, we're Mm -hmm. not trying to build teams. We don't want to manage people. Like that's not right. That's not what we want to do. Like our goal is our clients. Right. And I think that what has happened in the industry over time is that it's just become like this foregone conclusion. You build, you get successful, you build, and sometimes you just do it straight away from the beginning. You build a team, you become a broker. That's the only path. And I think what we're here to say is you can have a different path. Yeah. You can have a path that includes you being a solo agent and having whatever maybe support you need that isn't necessarily that structure. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny because I'm in a, um, you know, I'm a Dave Ramsey endorsed realtor. Mm-hmm. So once a month, I do have to have a mastermind call. Okay. But they put you in groups based on how many houses you sell. Okay. But I am a solo, sorry, a solo agent in a group that is mostly teams. Because of your volume. Because because of of your volume. And we had to bring to our last mastermind um, what our goal was entering 2021. Okay. And I was the only one that had... Um, like improving my follow-up systems and being mm-hmm. more consistent, blah, blah, blah. Every other person had adding more people to their team and recruiting as part of, of their, their goal. And that was fine. But they were kind of like, well, you should hire someone to follow up with your clients. Like, and, but I want but to that's be what part I of do. that. <laughs> yeah. That's my job. It is like, my job. So I understand the differences, but we are not here to offend or point the finger or say, 
this way is better because everybody's goals in real estate are so different. Different. And how you operate your business is so you can achieve your personal financial, right. family, right? you know, f- fun life, retirement, uh, yeah, whatever. I think that what I want to, we want to give people permission yes. to choose whatever path they want to be on. So by no means do we want to alienate someone who is on a team. However, we can only talk to what we know yes. unless it's like, unless we bring on someone else as a guest like interviewee. But like we only know how to be solo agents. Now, all that being said, I will tell you my path with assistance and I did end up with a buyer's agent at some point. Yeah. So quite technically, I have had a team before. So today we are here to talk about our evolution Mm -hmm. in real estate because I've been in it 10 years. You're 15. Yep. And so we've tried things that have worked and haven't worked. I feel like we're both at a place where we're very happy with where we are. Yeah. So how did it's working? What was your evolution? Okay. Um, okay. So I got my license in 2005. My first assistant I got in 2009. So I was a solid, and I mean, my first transactions weren't until 2006. So I was a solid three years in before I ever had an assistant. I was solo then only. I didn't you know, I wasn't like a buyer's agent on a team or anything. I was just by myself doing my thing. Um, and the year that I got an assistant was 2009 of note. Also the year that I was pregnant and then had a child at right. the very end of 2009. But I don't, I mean, and I look, it's been a minute. I mean, mm-hmm. it's been 11 years since then, 10, 12 years. Um, I, I don't, I didn't hire the assistant at that time because I needed more help. I wanted to add to my website and have SEO pages to get online leads. And I needed a person to actually institute that process. So it was more like they came on because I was working on a project. Sure. And then they sort of took on some a little bit more day to day. And at that point, it was really only 10 hours a week. I shared the assistant with another agent in my office who we were not affiliated in any other way other than we shared the assistant for time. Like she would work 10 10 hours for them, 10 hours for me. Um, There's all sorts of weird things to navigate with that. Like how do you keep time? How do you know if you're working on one person or the other? Mm -hmm. So I thought it was helpful because it's hard to find someone to hire for 10 hours. Right. But 20 hours is a little bit more respectable as far as a part-time job, right? Yes. So it's easier to find someone that way. Um, our very first one came from LSU's career services department. You can advertise at your local university. They actually were doing it as a paid internship. So like, I think she was in a marketing de- program. That's neat. It was very great. So like we could advertise the, the position there. We got someone who also got some college credit for working for us. They did, like I said, SEO work and then database entry and like things that were more like projecty. Yes. And then um, we went through lots of turn. Mm-hmm. So even the agent who I shared that assistant with, we maybe had a shared assistant for a couple of years, and then she moved to a different brokerage. You know, our assistants—they are always—they're always turning, right? Because we weren't paying a lot of money mm-hmm. and it's a part-time job. So a lot, if you're getting a college kid, then they're going to move on when they finish college. Well, I think that was always part of my fear is that I, anytime you lose someone, I don't want to feel like this huge burden to start over. Right. And that's one of the challenges of having an assistant is the hiring 
the time the time it takes to find someone mm-hmm. and the training like it's very yeah. difficult and so if you're constantly having turn you're constantly having to do that mm-hmm. okay so we'll get back to you in a second so i had those you know we went through turn pretty much all the time i would have an assistant it was always about 10 hours a week at that point in 2014 and to 2015 is when I got Rebecca. Shout out, Rebecca. Love you. Um, she, another agent, different agent in my office, shared her. She was actually a personal friend or like, you know, a family friend of the other agent. So she came on as our assistant again while she was in college. She decided to get her real estate license. Um, and then we sort of fell into being on this team, right? So she was our assistant. She got her license, was working as a buyer's agent for the both of us. Still not structured as a team. Like if I gave her a lead, then I would get, you know, some part of the commission. If the other agent gave her a lead, I mean, you can, that's the thing about real estate. You You can structure it any way you want. Mm -hmm. You could have a, a single buyer's agent, just you and a buyer's agent. That's it. You could have a showing agent. You could have, you know, a partnership where you're both doing exactly the same thing, but you take over for each other's business if you need. I mean, you could have a team with the whole slew of buyer's agents. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just so many ways. So she was working with and for both of us. Um, and so really in that time period, she transitioned to, you know, an agent. Then I didn't have an assistant. And in 2016, I hired my very first full-time assistant. Okay. She worked 30 to 35 hours for just me. Whoa. It was glorious. <laughs> she was amazing. She was so on top of it. She got up in the morning and she came into the office and she just worked for me. So she would do projects and follow-ups and not follow-ups with my clients, but like she just, she created my LLC. She like did all this stuff, like really set up my business for success. This was the time frame when I put email templates into place. It was the time frame when I really honed in on my standards of practice and my systems. She was just part of that. Well, she was so good. I knew she wouldn't last for long. I mean, I still, again, couldn't pay a lot. I think maybe $10 to $12 an hour. Yeah. Um, But she lasted five months and then she got a better full-time gig, right? That paid more. And she's still there, I think, and very happy. And I was very happy for her. But when she left, there was one more assistant. Okay. Just one. Summer of 2016 through April of 2017. And this time, so every time I would try something different, right? Well, you know, college kid didn't work because they constantly turn or, you know, this or that. I was like, let's, I want to try a a mom, Hmm. like someone whose kids are at school. Like they just want something to do from nine to three or nine to two. Let's give that a go. Okay. So again, another agent in my office, we, I went back to the split. I'm like, well, I've got all this stuff set in place now. Yeah. Once you set up your systems, mm-hmm. you don't need someone 30 hours, depending on yeah. how many transactions you're doing. Yeah. So this one I shared again with another agent in my office. Um, and, and it worked out until about, like I said, it was almost a year mm-hmm. she was there. And um then she left to get a more full-time job because that still was a part-time job. <laughs> sure. Um, and that was it. But what coincided with her leaving, so that was April of 2017 when she left. So it's the last time I've had an assistant. Okay. Um, in August of 2017, both of my kids were in full-time school. That's great. They were in daycare before, um, but that having them in big school coupled with all of my systems in place has really been like, I just didn't 
I just didn't need it. Right. Okay. So tell me your assistant journey story. Um, uh, let's preface this by saying on episode number four of the show, when we interview Matt, there's a lot of laughter and giggles about how you were trying to hide the fact that you had an assistant. So I yes. want you to back up and tell us why. So I feel like, okay, real estate has always just been my thing. It has come naturally to me. I'm very systematic. So I just felt like handling the volume has always come more naturally to me than others I have spoken to. I don't get as stressed or frazzled by the volume um, as other agents do. And I don't know if it's just like a mindset thing as well as just the fact that I keep everything so simple that I don't have fluff to feel overwhelmed by because I'm like, You're not adding anything extra. Yeah. Hardly anything. Right. (laughs) The podcast is the most time consuming This is the most extra you've ever been. Yes. And it's it's been fine because it's kind of also become like my outlet. Yeah. You know, so it's been a. Well, you eliminated all those coffee dates. Yes, I eliminated some things but anyways um I don't, I'm trying to think so I would say around year five or six probably around year six I was thinking okay I'm really not that good at social media okay. I'm really not that good at I, I I feel like I'm doing a good job but there are things that I just don't enjoy right. doing that yeah. maybe if I had someone and this was also like database entry stuff mm-hmm. and our company had gotten a new platform that you put your clients in and they get cool reports. And I just I had no desire right. to do those things. Right. So me and another agent in my office who work very similar decided, hey, why don't we hire someone that we share mm-hmm. and they can do the same, like we have, the, we're with the same company. So inputting my clients or your clients into the same database. Same process. Yeah, same process. And what would happen is, so we always would target like a new agent that maybe just needed some residual income. Right. So my goal always was for it to be an agent. Yeah. Someone newer. Right. Right. Because I know it takes three years ish to right make really your own money. Okay, so I thought this is perfect. It'll be three years with this person, right? And we'll just pay them by the hour yeah. to do things as needed. And some weeks we might need you more, and some weeks we might need you less. And we were very transparent. And what would happen is when we first approached new, the new agent. Um, they were always excited. Okay. Like, yeah, yes. this sounds great. Money. What a good way to learn. Income. I could learn. Okay. Right. And mind you, the things we were asking them to do are things that I was doing for other agents for free. Okay. <laughs> when I was new. When you were new. When I was brand new. If I, if there was an agent that needed me to put out signs or meet an inspector, right. like, like, I, 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 I do I'll that. help you. I'll help you because I wanted to learn. Right. So now I'm like offering payment for same said services. 
<laughs> said services. And they are excited, but literally something about the three-week mark. Oh, no, that's all it would take? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, um, like, no. the romance just died. Honeymoon yeah. over. <laughs> and they were like, oh, man, this kind of sucks. I don't want to do it. This isn't fun. Right. And they didn't want to do the tedious work. Yeah. And they didn't want to. And I even had them doing things like handwriting letters and just right. extra fluff that yeah. would be nice to do. I just don't right. do all that fluff. Yeah. So, um, th- but it's like they were excited at first until they were like, oh, this is work. Well, yes. So I think we went through three okay. before we just called it. You're like, nah, this is not working. Yeah. And I just, I got tired of spending more time. You know what's funny? I just thought this was sort of towards the beginning of when you started having assistance, I feel like it was the beginning of our friendship yes because there was a lot of like questions about how do you use your assistant what do you do how do you like first time we ever so the first time I ever had lunch with you it was me and the agent that I shared an assistant with and you and the agent that you Uh shared an assistant with and we were picking y'all's brain on how y'all shared yeah and like tracked everything clearly it worked out swimmingly right (laughs) (laughs) nope and so then um at a family reunion in 2017, mm-hmm. uh, my mom's side of the family, which is huge and has cousins upon cousins that mm-hmm. I really don't know that well, um, one of my cousins came up to me at the family reunion, hadn't seen him in several years, and he said, hey, my wife wants to talk to you about real estate, but she's scared. <laughs> and I said, well, I'd love to talk to her about real estate. Right. And so he introduced us and um, we just started talking and she had been a stay-at-home mom yeah. and her youngest is now in school and, you know, she likes real estate and this and that. And then I think we had lunch. And then I think like a few weeks or months even passed and... um. I was starting to feel the need. I had just had Haven and I was starting to feel the need for an assistant. Yeah. Um, And so I think I reached out to her and was like, look, you know, 10 to $12 an hour, blah, blah, blah. And then we had lunch and I started sharing her with the other agent and it was just not working. But I, it was... (sighs) What what it evolved into is now she is just my assistant. Yeah. It has been about, I guess, since 2017 or 2018, yeah. maybe two or three years. Right. She is licensed. Yeah. And my like I said, my goal is always that my income that I am giving you as an assistant should just be residual. I want you to learn from me. Like, yeah. I want to mentor you. And right. I want you to be good. And yeah. I want you to see what I do. And Well, you also want the ability to send them, like, a lead or a sign call or something yeah. you can't handle. Yeah. Um, and she has closed some leads and sign calls and things like that that I have sent her. Um, and so the goal was always that, like, I want to see her be good. Yeah. Too. Like, as a solo agent. Right. Aside from me. Right. Like, I want... Because when you send her a sign call, do you get something? I don't. Right. So, you're just giving... I'm just giving her, that. like, unless it is someone that I... But why would I send someone that I... That you want to work... Like, that, that I have a... Re- like, it's not going to be a referral or anything. Right. Got it. Um. 
so no. Okay. So she truly is your assistant. Yeah. This is not like a assistant slash buyer's agent. It's just your assistant. Yes. That you are giving leads to. Correct. On occasion. Yes. If needed. Not many leads, I'll be Got honest. Because I don't do Zillow. Right. I don't do. Exactly. So I don't have. Sign call type things. It's pretty much only sign, sign calls. calls. Got it. Or like the occasional realtor.com email. I'll just forward them to her. Yeah. And she calls them. Got it. So, um, or if she posts like an ad in Facebook Marketplace for one of my listings, she posts it under her. So all the leads go to her. To her. Got it. So it's up to you. That's my whole thing is like you, and I believe this about anybody. And this is where like I had to step back from the coffee dates because again, I was wanting it more for people than right. they were wanting it for themselves. Right. And so my goal was always that you would make more money selling houses. And even though it would make me sad that you would eventually outgrow me. Yeah. Because you're like, wow, I've been working with Alyssa for a year. And so now I see how she talks to people and how she handles things and like what her systems are. And I am like doing it, you know, but for some reason, it's just not always like duplicated. Well, everyone's different. Everyone's so different. Everyone's so different. And some people like the stability of a you know, assistant type gig or a buyer's agent gig or somewhere where maybe it doesn't feel like you're so alone. Mm -hmm. Um, So everyone's different. But you know, too, what I learned is that even though I'm thinking like I want it for her and everybody so that they can experience more. Well, you're just the, it's that's your Enneagram three. Yes. But also like there, it goes back to what are your goals? Like maybe her her goal and every other people's goals isn't for more. No, maybe some people are just really good assistants. Yeah, I actually went to a Bible study luncheon, and the top it was a women's business luncheon, and the topic was the power of the assistant. Oh, and it was um, all biblical, but it just talked about like how the warriors in the battle would not have won without their armor bearers. And uh, like, uh-huh. you aren't, you can only do so much, right? you know? Yeah. Um, but I thought it was a really powerful message. And also for any people that are assistants out there listening to this, if you want more, go get it. But if you don't. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay too. Like assistants are very powerful. I tell her all the time, like, I don't know what I would do if, you left at right, this point. Right. Like I need you in my I life. I need you. Um, but you know, in the beginning, we we transitioned. This was kind of our transition. So I shared her. Mm-hmm. That wasn't going great, and then she just became mine. Right, because she wasn't a fit for the other agent. Yeah, it wasn't that something happened between. No, nothing happened. No, it's you just, didn't like steal her. No, but personalities are different. Yeah, and, and, I'm, and I'm not going to make you do a flyer 10 times. Right. I think it looks good. The, you, right. <laughs> the right. Yeah. You're, I got it. Every I got time. It. Yeah. And so it's just like personalities are different and the way that you operate your business. Now, also, I did not, this was three years ago, I didn't have my systems as fine-tuned as they, as they are, are now. today. Yeah. So she kind of had to bear with me mm-hmm. as I went through that process. Yeah. 
Um, and we were tweet, I would say for the whole first year, we were figuring out what yeah. works, what doesn't work. How did we forget this deposit check? Right. Why did we forget this deposit yeah. check? Is it mm-hmm. not on a checklist somewhere? Yep. Is it not yep. automated? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it took us a year of just working together to figure yep. out like what worked best for us, which also led to, Hey, I don't think you're paying me enough. Right. And I was like, because also with that, because she was a licensed agent, sorry, my heartburn and oh, pregnancy. Prego, lady. <laughs> so if I said, I was laughing because in one of our recent episodes, I sounded really winded. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> you're like, I'm trying to breathe. I'm pregnant. I'm, I'm so pregnant I'm right now. I'm growing a human. Yeah. So I have six weeks to go in this pregnancy. 40, well, 45 not, days. Not at the time of this airing. Yeah. The time of this airing, I have like one week. Left. There you go. You really can't breathe at the time <sighs> of this era. So anyways, um, but yes, so since she was a licensed agent, I never let her like go meet clients unless I was out of town and needed right. a house shown. But if I needed her to meet the termite guy right. or whatever, she could do that. So what happened was I was having her run the roads more than we realized. Right. But it was her. I told her. You have to communicate with me. Right. You track your hours yeah. and expenses and everything. And if right. we need to adjust, we will. So over the course of the years, we have made adjustments yeah. where needed. Well, I think that's fair. Yeah. But I I did put that on her. Yeah. Um, as we grew together, I realized there are things that she is not good at. Yeah. Like there are some things that like I cannot make her email stay as clean as mine is all the right. time. And things will sit there longer than I like them to. Or I feel like, you know, I want things done more efficiently. Like she is amazing at being here, being there, doing like very task oriented. Yeah. When it comes to being like proactive right. and remembering things, yeah. we were struggling. Yeah. I didn't want to lose her. And I also didn't want to hire somebody else. So right. I, I was thinking about what to do. And a, a mom in my Bible study, mm-hmm. um, stay-at-home mom, well, I think she had a job that she worked like a, a desk one or two days a week Okay, um, while her kids were in Mother's Day out or something. But she said, you know, oh, well, I'm like great with the computer and I'm home. So I would love to do, do some something computer like, work. do some, some computer And she's not licensed. She's not in real estate. But she said, I do like real estate and I would like to. Great. So she, I hired her and it's nice because I pay her less, Mm -hmm. which saves me a little bit of money Mm -hmm. because I'm taking hours away from my other assistant. Mm -hmm. So I'm not having to pay her so much. Right. I'm paying less for the same work. And she gets more time to run her business. Yeah. She can focus on her business. I'm taking things off of her plate that she didn't enjoy. Right. That were sucking her time. Got it. Um, we joke that like, this is, I hired an assistant for my assistant (laughs) (laughs) is how I felt. That's funny. Yeah. And so, um, Sarah is not licensed and she is a mom and she does have another part-time job, but this is just, I just email her paperwork and she files them in my sky slope where they go. Right. She also, when I submit a finalized repair request, highlights as we receive receipts. That's amazing. On either side. Right. So she sets alarms. I don't know really what her system is, but she (laughs) is like sharp. (laughs) Great. 
Um, two, usually within like 10, 12 days of closing, I get an email from her saying, hey, this closing is in 12 days. We're still missing these receipts. Oh, I love it. And I'm like, this is glorious. That is glorious. Um, so just behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, I like it. I wasn't good at it. And then I learned like, and then Whitney, my other assistant, like I said, she's very good at like task oriented. She also just has like the creative brain. Yeah. So staging. Right. She's great with that. Yes. Getting like meeting the photographer and making sure that the windows are open and the lamps are on and that it looks good. Good. I mean, there are times where she's like, Alyssa, you have to redo this flyer. And I'm like, like, oh, man, fine, fine. You know, like she has the eye for detail where I'm like, it looks fine. It's good. It's all good. Yeah. I love it. So that is where I'm at right now. Right now I have Whitney and Sarah. Mm -hmm. What does hours vary? So you don't know like what a total hours is. (sighs) Not really. That's fine. We don't have to know. And there's it's funny because like they're so different. Like um, Sarah likes to send me her hours every two weeks. She okay. sends me her hours. And I think it averages out to maybe like five to 10 hours a week. Okay. Whitney cashes out like every three months. She's like, oh, <laughs> hey, I've got hours. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I don't even know how many hours a right. week she works. That's so funny. I just like, and I, I just cash out. Like when they send me their hours, I'm I like, here them. you go. I pay them. If you don't ask, you're not getting paid. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that's funny. So they're responsible for tracking their own things. But it's like I like it because we all work on the same Trello. Okay. Like we all, they know, like having systems in place. And it, it it's at the point where if they both left me at the same time, would I survive? Yes. Would I want to? No. No. <laughs> no. Just because they're doing things that I don't want to do. Right. That's fair. I don't want to do well, it. I think that's but like, I could do it. You I should save to. your energy for the, your genius zone, like the things you're good at. Hello friends, we are so excited that so many of you are using the template course and the reviews are just pouring in, letting us know that it has helped your business as much as it has helped our business. Yes, listen to this review. Thank you so much for providing this wealth of information, knowledge, and template form. So far, I've used a handful and received positive feedback like, this is so professional, or I really appreciate how organized you are. I mean, can you imagine? Yeah, your clients are actually going to say that. Yes. All right, here's another one. Thank you so much for this. I can't tell you how many times I've started this and how many notebooks of samples and notes I had. (laughs) I have ADHD and it is super hard to stay focused on getting it done. Having it all in one place is going to make it so nice. That is what we're here for. No, just look, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Just use these. Yeah, nice and simple, easy, ready to go, ready for you to put your own logo on, make it sound like you. So head over to hustlehumblypodcast.com slash course slash course and check it out that's right and you're gonna enjoy them you're gonna love them you're gonna, love gonna it. change your life literally fired <laughs> my assistant they are the best okay, enjoy the template yes enjoy okay so here are some of the challenges i wrote down with having actually let's back up well no we'll start with the challenges if you're if you have an assistant or are thinking of getting an assistant or if you yeah right um when to train when to hire, like how to find them. Because mm-hmm. the problem is typically when you want an assistant, you're so busy. I know. That you don't have time to find an assistant. I remember my first meeting with both of them. I said, I know what I need, but I'm not good at 
like telling, telling you. you. Right. So, so the, I'm sorry. Best in case, advance. I'll tell you how <laughs> to handle that. And we're going to go back to that. So when to train and how often you're going to have to train if you have turn. You're okay. lucky to have some pretty long-term assistant thing happening there. Um, but I was constantly having, okay, we'll train somebody else. Well, in the beginning, things. we went through like three or four. Right. That's how it goes. And I just went, this is not. Okay, the other challenge, how to keep hours and monitor work. So you're just like, okay, you guys do this stuff and tell me the hours. But sometimes it's hard if you don't have the time to train your new assistant, Mm -hmm. but they're showing up, let's just say they show up for three hours a day, every day of the week, right? Okay. Well, if they're there in your office, you know they're there, that's fine. But if you haven't trained them, they're just going to be sitting there twiddling their thumbs because they don't know what to do. Sure. If they're at home or in a more like loose time-oriented thing and you're giving them tasks, then at least you know when the task is done, yes. right? Like yes. you've done this, it's done, now we can pay. So paper tasks can be easier in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll hear some agents talk about virtual assistants. Mm-hmm. Those are like, you know, people are going to do like a database entry. Did you or- ever try like a transaction coordinator virtual? or anything no and i'm going to tell you that's my other challenge so how to pay them in the logistics of that so like are you paying every two weeks are they w2 are they 1099 like all of you have to figure all that out before you can just go get an assistant right um and then finding the time interview we talked about that so what i have questions that i had to ask myself and that you should ask yourself if you want if you're thinking of hiring an assistant okay or if you're thinking you need more help number one do you have systems Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Before? Before. Here's not the not too much. Okay. Well, right. And mine came into play. Maybe if you know what systems you need, you yeah. could have the assistant help you get there. But do you have a system? Do you have a buyer system? Do you have a seller system? Does that include a folder or some sort of documents? How long does it take you to prep for a buyer appointment and a seller appointment? So I want, like, you have to actually know what your tasks are. Is scheduling appointments a huge time suck for you? And it would be easier if you could pass that off to someone or are you like super controlly about it and want to figure out the route yourself and you don't want the, you know, showing time to press the button and tell you which way to go. Do you follow what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So what are your systems? Do you have time to follow up with your database? Are you currently talking to your database? Right. Do is is this fallen by the wayside? Then it might be time. Uh, do you have children, and how old are they? <laughs> Y'all might laugh and think that's weird, but like I needed an assistant more when I had toddlers. Yes. Now that my kids are older, it just is not as necessary because they're very capable of giving me an extra hour here or there to complete admin type work. Something right. that I would give an assistant, I just don't. It's it's easy. You have the time to do it. Now. I have time to do it. And they, they get up and go to school at 710. So I have <laughs> hours in the morning I didn't have before, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. And then how many transactions per year do you do? And not volume, because if you're only doing three transactions, but you're in a high you know, volume, like the, just the prices are higher, that's not the same. Yeah. I don't want to know how many millions you sold. No. How many transactions yes. did you have to monitor? Mm-hmm. And here's my number one question. Can you let go of control? Don't kid yourself into thinking that you are just automatically going to be able to give up all the things that you're currently doing in your business. You need a workflow for buyers and you need a workflow for sellers. And Mm -hmm. then I want you to look at the workflow and say, I don't I don't have to be the one that collects the receipts for repairs. Okay. I don't have to be the one that inputs my MLS listing. Sure. I don't have to be, but maybe you need to be the one that just goes back and double checks that, or I don't Mm -hmm. have to be the one that, you know, enters them into the database. But 
but you have to trust your assistant and you have to let go. Like if you're not able to give up that control, and that was always a struggle for me because I wanted to type in my listing myself because it took me more, more time to fill out the paperwork, hand it to my receptionist at the office who did that. And then, and then go back and edit it and check it for corrections. I'm like, well, this is dumb. I could just do I'll just this. do it. By yeah. the time I finish, you know, but there did come a time where I'm like, this is silly. I'm not even utilizing that, which my office is providing. Right. So we had a, you know, admin at the front desk of our office that input MLS listings that would upload, you know, a document to your dot loop or do something like that. So if you have... If you have things that are available to you that you're not even utilizing now, start, start there. there. Yes. Start there. What does your office offer you? What can they do for you before you have to go all the way to let me find someone, hire them, train them, pay them, figure all this out. It's a lot to figure out. It's a, It always overwhelmed me, like made me feel like I was reinventing the wheel, like I had to put this chaos in my brain yeah. onto paper so that I could invite somebody else in to understand it. Well, right. And that's why if you don't have a workflow, mm -hmm. if you have a solid workflow that like a literal checklist that you go through beginning to end of buyers and beginning to end of sellers, it's very easy to look at it and be like, here are the 10 tasks I can give to someone else. Mm -hmm. It's very, very easy. Yeah. If you don't have a clue what you're doing and you reinvent the wheel every transaction, then yeah, it's going to be really tough to figure out what to give an assistant. And mm -hmm. then you're not, then you're paying them to not do what you need done. Right. And it's not going to help you. Um, I, well, any other thoughts on that? Mm -mm. Okay. Cause I, I have my, my workflow notes on here. Mm -hmm. um, okay. And I also think assistants are very useful in large scale projects that you are like, I need my database set up from yes. scratch. It's not done. Or, you know, I'm switching CRMs and I need someone to actually do the, you know, that tiny work, that detail work. Mm -hmm. um, I think that one of the other things I wanted to mention is the use of the word leverage. <laughs> it's a very like, I don't know, hot word in real estate right it now. Is, I feel yes. like I hear the word leverage a lot. You're not leveraging, you're losing. Well, you've got to leverage your business. Or yeah. Like le and and I, it almost feels like it's used in a way that is like, how can I use people? Like, how mm -hmm. do I utilize people? But it feels very cold. Yes. Right? Like you're having your assistant and you're like, how do I make you more successful? Yeah. I want you to sell the houses. Like, what can what can I do to make you grow? I don't mind if you leave and I have to train someone else. I want you to fly off and like <laughs> be good at this. I think that, um, yes, I think leveraging your own time is probably where it should start. Like, how do you spend your time? Mm -hmm. What what do you need another person to help you with? Why? Like, mm -hmm. are you doing fluff that you don't even need to do? Like how much time do you spend on something like making a Canva flyer or a, a new business card? Well, how often do you do that? And can someone who's better at that take it over for you? And then you get more of your time back. Right. I always look at it more about how am I utilizing my time and what what can I give away that someone that I'll actually get a lot of time back? And also what is working? Yeah. What is not working? Yeah. What is Because what, uh -huh. usually there's a lot you can cut out that's not working. Yeah. And I, you know, was always distracted by the shiny things that people told me I should be doing or yep. that I saw other agents doing. And 
there were things that I thought, now that I have an assistant, I'll get them to do those things. And? And then I would say, those things don't even work. You're like, this isn't even important yeah, to my business. Yeah, I'm like paying for someone to do this. So we would like cut it out, yeah. you know? Um, but I think that it did. It does not have to be so complicated. It, no. But it has become that way. Yes. I think the industry is is pushing us all to feel like we need to do it the same. Right. Or, or at least that's how it feels. Like, because what you see out there and the loudest voices are similar, it, it just feels like, oh, there isn't space for you to be a solo agent. There's an agent in our marketplace who I'm friends with. And every time I see them, they say, you haven't hired a agent to be your partner yet. Like you haven't basically started the beginning of a team. Right. Your life could be so much this. And, and I'm like, you don't even know my life. Right. My life feels fine. My life feels fine. Like I watch Netflix today and I'm I take happy. a nap and I'm still working and I'm see, I pick up my kids from school and I'm, you know what right. I mean? Like, but it's almost like there you just have to be careful yeah. of the people out there that tell you what you need for yourself. And that there's only the and one way. And that there's only one way. But the truth that I have found over the years from people who have tried to recruit me, from people who have tried to tell me that this is the way, the truth and the yeah. light. <laughs> right, the way. <laughs> is that they are so scared that there might be a better way. Please retell us the story of the panel. When you were on the panel with the other top producers, I don't even remember the name of the panel, and they yes. were basically using you as the example of why being a solo agent doesn't work. Yes, which I did not know going into that. Right. You, you signed on. You got duped a little bit. I got invited to speak on a panel, and the message was very nice. It said, Alyssa, we are doing a panel of top producing agents we do not have a solo top producing agent in our office. Yeah, and they made it sound like everyone was coming from a different yeah. brokerage. Yeah, um, and we really wanted to get someone that was solo that did the volume so we could pick their brain. Could you come to this panel? You know where the red flag was on that. Yeah. The pick, pick your brain. <laughs> the pick your brain. <laughs> right, exactly. So I show up and I am the only one not from this company and I'm the only one that is a solo agent at all. At all. Oh, no. There were a few points in the panel where things got a little heated, <laughs> where they were calling me out saying, but you could be doing this or you could. And I'm like, I don't need to do that. I don't want to. And it upset them. Right. That's the thing is that nobody on right. this panel would go, would humble themselves and say, wow, that's a... Or like, so cool that works for you. So cool that works for you. That's amazing. I feel or, like that's how we feel. Like, so cool that works for you. Yes. That's working for you. Go for it. Right. And so during the panel, even because I, when I would talk, I was not ashamed of what I had to say. Right. Like, I wasn't embarrassed to say, I don't read business books. Right. I don't like read I, self. I'm busy like, helping my clients. Yeah. And like the last book I read was for my book club and it was really fun. And it was about like this like trashy romance novel. Like it had nothing <laughs> Did to you do tell them that? with real estate. I told them that. And I told them that like the book that I'm reading the most right now is like Hop on Pop. Because right. that's what Haven's yes. into. And that's the most that my oh brain my can God. handle right now. But it was just like. I was just telling the truth and they were committed to explaining why it wasn't 
Well, that it, it your, was that your growth wasn't sustainable yes. and that you your business wasn't sustainable. And the only way you could continue to be successful is if you built a team yeah. and the whole the whole thing. And I know solo agents that say things like, I get up at 4 a.m. and I'm committed to two books a week and I'm this and yeah. I'm that and I'm this and I'm that. It, that would not work for my brain. Right. And that's okay. Yeah. That's okay if that makes them feel like excited and gets them motivated. Great. Live it up. And at the end of the panel, the amount of people <laughs> that reached out to me. First of all, I had some people reach out to me and apologize because they felt like their company had ambushed me. Yeah. Like, hey, I hope that you didn't feel uncomfortable up there. And I was like, no, not at all. Like, like I'm an open book. I'm good. I'm fine. You know, um, but then I had a lot of people just to say, thank you. Because for the first time since I started this career, I feel like I've been given permission uh -huh. to just relax. Right. Like this is right. not life. Yeah. Real estate is not life. And it is there for you to take care of your family. Yeah. And it is there for you to take care of your life. And if there are things in your business that you don't want to do, hire it out if you, if you, if you can, can financially. Yeah. But here's the thing. People get so clouded by per this the per perception of success. Yes. That they overhire and they're doing so much and they're doing so much flashy marketing. Well, it's just so much to manage. Here's the thing. You and I think what happened a few years ago, in our market at least, it felt like um there was a lot of messages that you should start building a team. From the moment you got your license, right. like initially, start, there. start on and the team. Yeah. Look, this is the thing. I think that you lose the simplicity of mastering the profession mm -hmm. if you're focused on managing people. Yeah. So you have to master the profession before you could, before you could even take someone else on, because they're going to look as a team leader. They should be looking to you for training mm -hmm. and for advice and for learning. And if you're both brand new, that's, <laughs> I mean, you need, I think mentorship is amazing. I yes. think it's great if you can find someone to learn mm -hmm. from. I think as a new agent, it is okay to be on a team if you're learning from a seasoned agent. And we are coming from a place where I am speaking from a place where I went through that. Right. where I started off as a solo agent and was not prepared for the backlash. <laughs> right. Like, Why should there even be backlash? Right. Why does it matter at all? It doesn't. That's the thing. Your business is just yours. Yes. So you stay in your lane, you do what's working for you, and you don't worry about anything else. But I think what happens is it's the same reason everything we say in episode two, the culture you see it. You constantly see it. You constantly hear it. Here's another class on leverage. Here's another class on building a team. Here's another like p Facebook post about this. It's in front of your face because of what you're surrounded by. But mm -hmm. if you stay in your lane and you pick what works for you and you set up your goals and you set up your business, that's a, you just do you. Right. Just do you. And at the end of the day, I don't care what anybody says. Everybody has a job to make money. Well, I okay. would. Yeah. It's thanks. all about the money. Like if, if nobody would do it for absolute free, right? It's just because that would be irresponsible. <laughs> it, also, <laughs> it would take yeah. away from your family time. It's hard work. It'd It'd be hard nice work. to be compensated. It is hard. So at the end of the day, none of us are doing this for free. Right. And I think no matter where you are, if you are an assistant, if you are on a team, if you are a solo agent, if you are a broker, whatever your position is 
if you are happy mm-hmm. with the income that you are bringing home to your family mm-hmm. and it is meeting the goals that you set for your family, then you are in a good place. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you feel like, well, I don't know if I should be doing more or less or should I hire? Can you afford it? Maybe if you if your business isn't profitable enough because you're not doing enough transactions, maybe you're not at the point yet where you can have the luxury right. of paying someone, but you could get there. Right. And so it's really just about at the end of the day, looking at, is it meeting my personal goals? Right. And it doesn't, I, when you just said that, it made me think it's funny because I love my business. I love my clients. I love what I do, but I did feel a pull to do more. And I felt confused by that because I didn't feel a a desire to have a team or be a broker. Sure. So then how do you do more? Mm -hmm. And that's what is the podcast is born out of. Yeah. Yeah. I had a feeling like I have some space in my life for more. I think I would like to give back to the community in some way. Mm -hmm. And that's really what that was born out of. So there isn't just one path. No. When you get to like, a successful point or a place where you have space that you're like, maybe I do want to do more. Maybe you become a public speaker. Maybe you start Mm -hmm. teaching a class at your board. Maybe you Mm -hmm. join like the volunteer and join like, you know, the governing body of your board or whatever. Like there's other ways to change and grow and add to and bring more value into your business. There's all different paths. Yes. And you don't have to be on any of those. Right. You right. just be on a simple path. I mean, there's that agent that came, had a corporate job for many, many, many years. She got into real estate. And within three years, she said like her goal was to not sell real estate. Yeah. Because of having a, a big team. Yeah. And that is her corporate background. Like she doesn't have the brain of like, that's not what she wants. Her goal was never to be a right. buyer and seller, buyer and seller, and buyer maybe, and, and seller. And she probably loves managing people. She does. She loves training people. So she left corporate America to take her corporate leadership skills to running right. and managing a team. I think that's amazing. That's what she wanted to do. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. It's all fine. Yeah. <laughs> We're just saying it's all fine. <laughs> do whichever thing you need to do. But I also think it is important not to get sucked into hype. Yeah. And to really evaluate, what am I being paid? Mm-hmm. Is this fair? Right. Can I afford an assistant? Yeah. If I can't, what do I need to do to get to a point where that is a good financial decision yeah. for me? Right. Because the agents that do, you know, five to 10 transactions a year and have an assistant or a transaction coordinator, I personally don't always see how the numbers work. Yeah. You know, financially. Right. I'm a very like money-driven person. Right. Well, that's a good way that's to how, be. It, that's how I measure. It is a business. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, it's a business. I've shared that story before about the conference I went to. What? And it was like this huge room. And the guy, the speaker was like, okay, I want y'all to just shout out, like, why are you in real estate? And like, you hear from like the top, like, I love people. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then you're like, I love houses and to help and to serve. And someone goes, for the money. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone started clapping. Yeah. And the speaker goes, thank you for being honest. Yeah. Because that is the truth. Like, right. 
all those other things can also be true. Yes. But this is your job. No, that was the original reason I got into real estate. <laughs> Not the money in a weird, greedy way. Yeah. I wanted to be financially compensated for how hard I worked. I wanted to find a career that wasn't like where I was in a salaried retail management position where I wanted to, I knew I was a hard worker. If I work hard, can I be compensated better? Like right. I want to be able to be compensated for my hard work. All of that other stuff ended up being like nice little bonuses, right? Yes. I do love people. I do love houses. Yes. I do like, great. it all worked. It all worked out great. Right. But if I was not being paid. Uh, right. <laughs> then I would just go lie on a beach somewhere. What other, and it's okay to say that. <sighs> Agreed. It is okay to say I have a job. Right. So that I can have income. Yes. What other job is ashamed to say that? No, I mean, that's Every the whole point. Every other job, they start off talking about salary. Yeah. They start off talking about money. I have, I am not uncomfortable talking about money, but I have learned even through having assistance and even through this or that, like people are very uncomfortable talking about money. Mm -hmm. There's some shame. There's some guilt. There's some like worthiness associated with that. But it is okay to question the money yeah, and to do the math. Well, and take a pause and evaluate your business. Yeah. See what what is not working. Trim the fat of right. your finances Maybe you don't need business. to spend all that money on advertising on that park bench. I do believe that me paying my assistance ha has increased my income. Yeah. So, and I track that. Yeah. So I think that there are... But if you're not tracking, if you're just yeah. living off of like inspiration and motivational quotes, right? it's not going to last. No. And that this is a business and you need to treat it like a business and make sure that you're doing the right thing for you at the right time. Yeah. And hiring an assistant is a business decision. Yes. Should not be influenced by random messages. No. No. In the, in, in the industry. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That really was a long and delightful chat <laughs> about really it home about assistance because we're just really we're really passionate that you are doing it in a way that meets your family goals yeah and works for you yeah on my Dave Ramsey mastermind yeah this girl said he, he was like let's start off by talking about things you have coming up that you're excited about oh gosh I was like well I'm giving birth in 45 days I gotta so. only be excited about that <laughs> yeah that's all I have on the horizon right now and this girl said I am leaving in March to work from Barbados oh my gosh for six weeks wow and she said I am nervous but my team is at a really good place where they can handle it uh -huh. while I am working from a computer for six weeks. Uh -huh. And I was kind of like, wow, <laughs> that's amazing. That is amazing. And there's a, and, and then you think I, if I really wanted to make that work, I could find a way. Yeah. I'm not going to, No, but I could, <laughs> you could but you there's really a, wanted six to. weeks is a long time. But there's an agent in my office, a solo agent who does not have an assistant, does not have a buyer's agent, no one. She is just herself. Okay. When she went, she went out of the country, her and her husband, for two and a half weeks. Okay. She felt like, and this, it worked perfectly. The best thing for her to do was she left her phone with another agent in our office. Okay. And he was her 
her assistant for two and a half weeks. Okay. He could communicate with her via email. Uh Uh-huh. And all her family and friends knew, if you need me, you have to call my husband's phone. Because I don't have Because I don't have it. Because it was easier for her, for him to say, and I even called her. And you were like, what? When she was gone. And it was like, "Uh, yes, this is Marion on behalf of Susie Q. Right. You know? And I was like, Marion, why do you have Susie Q's phone? You know? Oh, my gosh. And he was like, oh, she's out of the country. And he would... Take messages right. and see when they could meet when she came back. Yeah. And then he would email her, hey, so-and-so called today. Right. They'll be they, ready for they'll you be when ready you get back. for you when you get back. But it was just like, you didn't have to have this big right. production to oh, make. Like, if yeah. you want to make something work, you it can. may take some planning. Right. But you can make it work. That's amazing. Isn't that cool? I love it. Can you imagine? Could you leave your phone with someone? Oh, I don't know. Not today. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know either. It would require some real restraint on my behalf. Yes. I feel like, though, it could be like a good challenge. I don't think I could jump into two and a half weeks. No, that's hard. But I feel like maybe for like a a 10 day or a week long. Okay. Just be like, I got to go. Yeah. To just say, I'm leaving it with you. That sounds very freeing. I know. Right? And then just check in your email at the end of the day to see if anybody needs anything. And she said, I had no problem at the end of the day, pour myself a glass of wine, Going through my email for about 30 minutes. Yeah, just figure to it all see, out. You know? That's like when you were in Australia. Yeah. It yeah. was great. Oh my gosh. Amazing. So okay. Crazy. Let's toast somebody. Okay. Okay. Today's toast comes to us from Naomi Tidark. I, I, who knows if I gave that any correctness, but um, Naomi is in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Okay. I know you love to know where they are. Mm-hmm. And today, Naomi is toasting to Sherry Lewis. She says, this is what Naomi says, I wanted to send a toast to my fellow agent in my office who I recently shared the podcast with. She absolutely loved it. And I just wanted her to be surprised when she hears her name on the show. Surprise, <laughs> Sherry. Surprise. You're, you're the toast. We're talking about you on uh, Hustle Humbly. Okay. Her name is Sherry Lewis, who literally is the sweetest, most kindest person there is. Her nickname in the office is Sweets. I'm I'm a newer agent and she swept me under her wing since day one and has been a blessing and a great mentor friend ever since when she didn't have to. Mm. There is no mentorship or training in our office, which makes me even more grateful. Everyone needs a Sherry Lewis sweets in their lives. So cute. Everyone does need a sweets in their lives. Yeah, I like that. Oh, and she just did it out of the goodness of her heart. That's really sweet. It's so sweet. sweet. That's really sweet. Super sweet. Oh my gosh. Okay. So cheers to Sherry. Thank you, Naomi. We love you all. And um, have a wonderful day. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. Let us know who we should toast to for the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Humbly Podcast. If you have an episode, topic, or question, please email us at hustlehumblypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. See you next week. Bye. This is the good life.